Are yeah. you one of those guys that thinks the sonar ping chases them away? A hundred percent. We, me, and you, and Gussie argued over this at 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 the ice show. You guys are dumbasses for believing there, that. There's man, I watched it today again. You no, you like, just watched a fish swimming away. Welcome to Get the Net, a fishing podcast that takes a deep dive into competitive events, fishing news, tips, tactics, and most importantly, interviews with some of the most interesting and in-tuned anglers from Canada to the central U.S. We're leaving no stone unturned to bring you the most raw and authentic talk talk. My name is Jamie Bruce, while my resume says bass, my frying pan says walleye, I'm no stranger to the multi-species realm. Whether you're puttering on tackle, driving the bus, cutting the grass, or killing time in a 9 to 5, I'll try to give you something in every episode to take with you on the water, or at the very least, bring you a few laughs. Alright, welcome back everyone to Get the Net. I think we're calling this Season 3 at this point, so thanks uh, thanks everyone who, uh, who showed support and tuned in and everything like that, but uh, kept the old donkey on the tracks. Um, you know, kind of my biggest worry when I started this is that, it, you know, it's it seems like one of those things you could get all riled up about, get a, get an idea to do it, do a couple episodes, realize it's a bunch of work and a huge pain in the ass, and then quit. Um, and that's not what I wanted, and luckily that's not what's happened. Sometimes it'll be a little interval of a couple weeks here and there, as you know, but that's just the way she go on Get the Net. Um, consistency is not our strong point. And that's by design. I feel like if you have to do a force podcast with a gun to your head every every Monday or whatever, you might not feel like talking on a Monday or maybe you had a rough go or, you know, something like that. So I just kind of want to talk to folks as I feel like talking to them as they become available. And then we uh, put it out there for your ears. So thanks everyone who's uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel and left reviews on uh, Spotify and Apple and everything like that. It uh, goes a long way and just wanted to uh, give you a shout out for that. Been plenty busy around here, um, you know, kind of put ice fishing on the back burn. I went pretty hard at it earlier in the year, as I always do, and uh, pumped out some lube tube videos and had some fun out there. Um, but I've got my sights set right now on this uh, Alabama national qualifier thing that i'm going to near the end of the month so it's actually a pretty wild trip i've got planned i'm picking up a four-wheel camper uh truck camper it's a new sponsor i got this year and it's basically a truck topper that pops out into a camper it's a blank canvas inside i want you know room for tackle and everything like that Um, but i'm picking this thing up in dallas and then i'm driving 10 hours east to you fall alabama which I've actually been to before. That's where the Open started this year. And uh, got my campsites all picked out and living in my damn truck for like nine days. So she's a bit of a vision quest. Um, You know, I've got enough, uh, I hope enough kind of off-grid and experience and everything like that that I hope I have an idea what to expect. But um, it's going to be an adventure to say the least. I don't know anyone in this 250-boat tournament um so it's just gonna (laughs) it'll be an interesting one i'll have some loop tube videos fired up for that but um now just getting the lund already getting the 13 rods all spooled up i actually got my ass kicked at this tournament um by a bunch of guys crankbaiting 
and I've never caught a bass in tournament competition on a deep diving crankbait. So I'm uh, <laughs> got these big Meta G crankbait rods all spooled up, and I got to do some some fast learning in case that's the program again. But gonna be a good trip, and it, you know it's nice to have something to focus your sights on. Uh, it's such a long winter that breaking it up like this really helps i get to start thinking about bass fishing again and you know put down the ice gear for a little bit but it should be fun i'll be videoing along and everything like that uh should be a, a damn good adventure if nothing else i don't know if i'll catch any bass the top 20 from this qualifier goes to the national championship and if you top three there you go to the Bassmaster classic and actually first place gets a Bassmaster elite um berth so you make the elites that way uh, by you just need two really damn good tournaments. So anything could happen. Like I said, for me, it's more just having the carrot uh, to chase. You know, going just going regular fishing doesn't really do it for me anymore. I, I either need to be learning a new technique, trying to put someone else on fish, uh, trying to showcase a product, uh, fishing a competitive event. Uh, making a video or something like that I'm just going and going fishing while well, I do love it and I do still do it um, I just can't do it day in and day out I need to have a goal and a focus and um, this is my focus right now so I got a beat on that right now and looking forward to uh, living like a damn hermit for the next nine days or so and what else we got before we get Brady on here uh, did uh, did pick up a couple new sponsors this year not going to dredge you with the with the details me just telling you about a product you know it can help but wait till i get a little bit more experience and i'll be able to share that experience with you and through videos and everything um one of the sponsors rapala crush city i've i used all last year um and you know i know enough about it to know that i like it and i want to fish with it i've been with z-man forever they've been great to me uh, I absolutely love that company. I wouldn't have been able to, you know, go fishing on the on the opens last year without them. And this is, you know, this is the hardest part of the industry is uh, when you come to tough decisions like this. And, you know, I, I did lose sleep over it. And I talked to their pro staff guy and the president and, you know, lots because we, we talk. It's, you know, and luckily, you know, not not much love lost. It doesn't sound like on either end. And um you know I, I i wish them all the best they have great products i've been trying to tell everyone as much as i can about them uh you know since the first blue bags were on the shelves around here so um but gonna be gonna be fishing with crush city now the crush crew i think they're calling it um you know just just like i said i it's easy to get stagnant in the fishing world and i like to have a new thing to to chase so i've been helping with uh with a little bit of bait selection here for the Canada division. I fish with it lots. And, um, you know, if you know me, you know, I won't just jump on board with anyone if I don't think they're, uh, they're fish catchers, good products and good people behind them. So keep an eye out for, uh, for a little bit from the crush city crew. And I'll probably do a couple of videos and show you the few of the new products they got cooking. That's about it on, uh, this front. So let's, uh, get into our guest here. BT Fishing is a northern-born, small-town tackle brand. Focusing on innovating rather than imitating, BT has left a mark on all levels of competitive fishing, from walleye tournaments all the way to the Bassmaster Classic. 
The full BT lineup is comprised of innovative tackle, carefully crafted using the highest quality components. Check out the Smeltinator Jig, Elite Marabou Jig, Crusher Jig, Clack Shot, Clean Jig, Smeltinator Underspin and more at sportsheadquarters.ca. We ship across Canada and the U.S. Use promo code GETTHENET for 10% off all products in the BT lineup. outdoor content has been brought to you in part by Nordic Point Lodge. Located in northwestern Ontario, Nordic Point Lodge offers some of the finest fishing Canada has to offer. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a corporate retreat, Nordic Point Lodge has you covered. They offer a luxury outdoor experience with five-star service. Check out the description below for more information. If you're out and about this winter, reminder that Nordic Point has gas for sleds, also winterized cabin for lake trout, walleye, crappie back lake trips on the ice. Supposed to be yeah. bringing your A game to the big podcast, bud. <laughs> Not these bush league Fuck. headphones you've been beating across Lake Winnipeg all day. Literally just dug them out of my truck. I'm like, I don't know where these came from, but yeah, that really showed in their quality. But we're rolling <laughs> it now. Sam- it said Samsung, so okay, we're rolling. They're good. <laughs> Not a great start, bud, on your end. I'm gonna mostly <laughs> pin this on. Um but in your defense, he just finished up that ice derby. We've got uh, Brady Kingsland here from Kingsland Outfitting. Um, needed actually an ice fishing guest. And Brady and I were talking. He was looking at some 13 fishing rods and was wondering the actions. And we said, well, we may as well turn her into a podcast and see what the hell's going on on Big Windy. Yeah, it's uh, it was frigid and definitely Big Windy today. I'll tell you that. Um, Definitely not the best uh, best showing on my side of the, for the outfitting side of things, but uh, hey, man, it's fishing. <laughs> what's the what's the report on the derby results? I don't know. I I'm pretty sure. I think we finished middle of the pack. I think like last. I mean, we had our biggest fish was a 24 incher, so that ain't gonna get you anywhere. Um, we had like a 24, a 23, a 23, a 23, and like. I think our fifth fish was a 19 and a half. I couldn't like, we were just getting snubbed. It was so bad. Just big fish coming up, coming up, just snubbing nothing. And then saugers coming and stealing your bait. And Oh yeah. The old beauty, beautiful thing of Lake Winnipeg. So you brought in shore launch. Who won? I think, uh, junior, junior Bansell and Michael rivet. I think they, they had like 41 pounds i think they finished i think i don't know like i don't even know if the unofficial like the results are even out yet i don't know like oh, we whatever. just got off the lake tell labupa to quit being quit adding so much mystery into it every other tournament you just see the results for that's yeah. that's a manitoba thing that they hide them the the manitoba bass anglers tournament of champions always like hid them for like months and then at the weigh-ins like for any of the Manitoba bass tournaments I've been to, it's not just the same organization. It's all a big secret until it's all done. Drives I, me freaking nuts. I had no clue. Like I'm looking at like it's three o'clock and I'm like, all right, well, 
we can get a couple 28s here. We're good. We're still okay. Like, and we're on fish. We're doing good. My buddy, like, that's right beside us. He's just telling me, oh, yeah, we're slamming them. I'm like, great. Like, and not answering them, but, like, just, you know, that how that always happens. And uh, so I'm like, well, it can happen anytime. And then I click on the YouTube feed at 3 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, it's gone. It's just off. So yeah. like I I couldn't even tell I like I didn't know how where we were or what we did because like we caught that twenty four incher to like call out our eighteen incher at about like three o'clock so I wanted to see if it jumped us up to the middle of the pack or to see where we needed and then it was gone so I was like oh I guess I guess it's a crapshoot at this point so yeah this is this is easily the best ice fishing uh, tournament format I've ever seen it's like a freaking real derby she's a two dayer. It's your five best catch photo release. There's a bunch of teams like this ain't no show up and pre-drilled holes and win a truck kind of derby. It's no like a hardcore fishing tournament. It's badass. Yeah, like I, I mean, like we drove, I drove across Lake Winnipeg twice today. Like so, <laughs> like we drove, we put on some miles, and like I'm, I don't know, like. This one's only a one-dayer. They used to be a two-dayer, but now they change it just to a one-day shootout. Um, the championship in March is a two-dayer, though. Oh, okay. I thought they were all two-dayers last year. Yeah, they were. They used to always be two-dayers, Saturday, Sunday. Because I, I could you. always put one day together, but I could never put two. Always. I'd always finish, like, top five. I could never. I think we won once, but, yeah, I don't know. Always a bridesmaid. Oh, well. I'll be keeping a close eye on that. <laughs> uh i was thinking about going last year i almost went but yeah i found some excuse not to drive to lake winnipeg in january no <laughs> freeze my ass off and dude like minus 40 today with the wind chill like i want like you want to run and gun you want to go out there and snipe like we do right like drill holes and just snipe fish and like, like we tried it for 40 minutes today and like your live scope pulls are like just frozen and like they don't even turn they all your lines fro like nothing's working it's just like all right let's go back in the shack like there's no point <laughs> even yeah. if a fish bites you can't even feel it so it's just like all right do you have to like book this weekend from guiding or did you double dip uh, i kind of double dipped i like i had guys Damn in the ice weasel. castle yeah i had guys in the ice castle last night and then i just got one of my employees the uh just kind of say goodbye to them today at noon and uh yeah so i kind of double dipped kind of paid its way you know not a boy that's the way yeah. to do her oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't too much of a uh donation to the champs hey no no not at all it's a hey man it's a point race so like i mean we got some points i'm sure we probably got like as if we finished 15th or so i probably got like 85 points or something so 15th yeah it's a three derby point race. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of guys that like are always in the top five. Hey, like Chase Stoner oh, and uh, Chase, Tanner. Chase and Tanner will be there. Like they, they, they didn't even fish it this, this, you know, this one because like Chase didn't want to fish it without Tanner because Tanner had uh, work and stuff. But uh, yeah, like those kids, I don't know, man. They work, they work, they work, they work their arses off. It's crazy, man. Like. I've I've watched them drill holes at 3:59, and it's like the thing stops at four, and they're drilling holes at 3:59. It's just like, oh, all right, boys, right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like last year, or the year before, has it been rolling for a couple of years? 
Oh yeah, it's been going for like five. Like James Heber and them had it going for I think four or five years before yep. then. Now Eric and them took it over. Right. Okay. Well, it was a couple of years ago. I had like just a graveyard of Strike Master Auger stuff, um, like old gas ones. You know, yeah. had electrics, and those boys were still running an old gasser. So I had a million parts, and uh, Tanner swung by, and I gave him like a, some extra handles or something. They just were like wearing these things out. Oh yeah, and they're like everyone's got live scope but us. <laughs> they're like we're just drill the hell out of the place in two D. Oh yeah, like, like they oh, were that's not- hardcore. That's that's the the derby recipe though, and it just gets amplified when it's minus thirty outside. No oh, man, like that's like, the line. I I honestly man, like I can't like today. I sat in a shack for like seven hours fishing. I can't do it. Like I hated it. I hated every minute of it. I just like. I wanted to be outside running and gunning and like, cause like every day we're out like barking orders to our clients, like that hole, this one run that way. We drove grids. Right. And like, so it was totally different, but it was nice, but it was, I mean, it would have been nice. if We would have caught a couple 30 inches, but you know, yeah. I oh, saw a couple of your videos last year where you're barking your clients around one at 50. Yeah. Go there, go there. Do they ever just turn around and be like, shut the hell up. Like, Oh just- man. Like, <laughs> my, my favorite about the whole thing is like when I'm barking, like I, I like, I'll tell them like, Hey, like I'm not being a dick. Like, I'm just like, I'm just telling you, like I get urgent. Like if I see a fish and I like you stare at those screens long enough, you know, when one's like a 30 inch right? Like, you know what it's like. And like, so like it's like okay that's the real one and it drives me crazy it's like hey go there you only got like four seconds and he's not going to be there anymore and like my favorite is they'll reel up slow and they'll be like all right and then they like lollygag over there and then they drop in and i'm like that fish is in the red river already boys like that thing is gone like yeah and they turn around to you like why'd you lie yeah. to me there's yeah nothing. like there's nothing here yeah and it's like no like i try to tell him like it's a quick game like i'm sorry i'm not trying to be mean but that's why i show urgency like i'm just like you gotta go you gotta go yeah you're gonna get your steps in are yeah. you one of those guys that thinks the sonar ping chases them away 100 percent. we me and you and gussie argued over this at at, at the ice show you guys are dumbasses for believing there, that. There's man, I watched it today again. No, they, you like, just watched a fish swimming away. Fifteen fish today at fifteen feet. It's it's not ironic that they get to the fifteen foot beam and they just stop and they crank her hard right every time. They might just not like. Maybe they can see the light penetration through the hole, so that's as close as they come. Or like maybe you're making noise, or maybe I don't know two D flashers or. Maybe just the sight of your lure scares them away. I, well, yeah, but I mean, then you get then you get a twenty inch come flying in. I guess I mean, I I guess I mean like there is a side to it where I I do believe where it's like these like twenty eight and thirty inch fish are probably like they've been caught a few times and they've they've felt that before and they're like oh well that's what that is I'm out of here and like these twenty inches obviously they haven't really been so they just come flying in and crush it right I guess so like there is that but I just. I said it today. I literally said to my partner, I was like, I'm going to argue with Brucey on this tonight on <laughs> about this. I said, like, because we had yeah. it out at the ice show about it. Because <laughs> every fish I've caught for the last three years have watched bite it. If the ping chased them away, I'd just never catch one again. Plus, I have a perspective on my on the front of my boat so it's like a 360 ping. It's like a damn microwave out there. Right. Yeah, so by yeah. that theory, I'd like, I'd be the worst angler in the game. <laughs> i guess yeah i i yeah i hear you on that i i just 
You it's guys just, are drinking the Kool-Aid over there. It's so frustrating, man. You just watch it. It's just like, okay, here they come, and they get to the same point every time, and it's just like gone. Cranker, you, cranker, You don't cranker. think that shit was happening before, and now you can just see it? Well, 100%. That, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, you made me a believer. All right. That's it? That's all it took? <laughs> well, I mean, they're valid points. Don't roll I your just... eyes at me, Bob. <laughs> I'll fist fight you and Chris gone over this. Yeah. <laughs> It's watch they'll come out with a study like in two weeks just proving everything i said wrong i i bet you aaron weeb does a video on it i guarantee you it'll be the it'll be the next study yeah but he's been he's been catching fish on live scope longer than anyone well that's what i mean and that's the i mean he's been doing it forever right like so yeah he's i don't know he's he loves the science of everything i'll tell you that he loves to break her down yeah, after I watched that crappie video, it was pretty good. I actually talked so, to a uh, biologist here about it, and he was really? like, "Yeah, you, you know, he raised a lot of valid points, especially with the bias, you know, sample taken in Minnesota and everything like that." And so I yeah. texted Aaron. I was like, "Hey, jump on the podcast and talk about it." Yeah, and he's like, "Only if Gord Pizer's there." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, beat it, man. Like this isn't. <laughs> that's that's an Aaron answer for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're not dictating <laughs> who we bring in so you could cyber bully him or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, no go there, but we'll be, <laughs> <he'll> be fine. <laughs> well, it was a good video, though. I mean, he did prove some good points. Yeah, yeah. I like. I told him I was like, if nothing else, at least you showed people how to properly release a crappie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's so many people who just yeah. Oh man, I won't even get into that. Yeah, I actually I didn't know about putting them in the water before you turn them. Like we would always close their mouths, and that's yeah. that's what would get them to swim. Um, it's like burping like, them. Yeah, I started doing it. Freaking works good. Yeah, but we'll have them on here one other time. I'm sure we'll go to war about ice fishing for bass or something like that. I already had Clayton all fired up. I was talking to him the other day over the bass. Oh yeah. Ice fishing. You don't got to worry about that on big windy, bud. No, no, we got, we've got, uh, saugers, walleye, the odd Northern. Now whitefish are moving in, you know, those are pretty fun, but, uh, you know, all those North basin whitefish are starting to slide down South and, uh, yeah, I don't know. And the odd, I mean, well, that's about it. You get the odd get the odd catfish, but not many. Yeah. Hmm. How many shacks are you running out there? I got three. Keeps you hopping. Yeah, oh, yeah. If they're, if they're all going, man, that is a nonstop gig. Like, there's no breathing. Like, it's just somebody's always got a question or like, hey, this is turning off or this is doing this. And it's like, man. The one guy, my favorite is when they call you and they're like, hey, everything's shut off. I don't know what, like, you must have blew a breaker. And I'm like, is the generator out of gas? And they're like, they're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of quiet, actually. Let me, like, oh, I'll call you back. And then they call you back and they're like, oh, yeah, the generator is out of gas. We're all good. <laughs> yeah, they got a couple George Foreman girls plugged into her, just yeah. knocking her down. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, don't let that thing run out of gas, man. Especially <laughs> when it's minus 40 and like a north wind and it's just howling on her. Like, she doesn't like that. She's got to keep running the whole time or else she ain't going to start again. Yeah, I got an old 3000 Honda inverter thing and it's like you damn near have to start it in the garage when it's oh, cold yeah. and if you run it out of gas like pack a lunch you're pulling yeah. the cord while 
turning the starter for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, like mine, like one of ours just got broken into like two days ago. So like I went in there and expecting everything to be gone, but they only took two fishing rods. They didn't take anything else. And like the generator was inside and it was, it's just a 2000, uh, a Honda. So a smaller one. And it's like under five feet of snow. So I'm digging it, get it out. And it wouldn't start for the life of me. So I just throw it in my pickup for about like 15 minutes go out and just, yeah, start pull first pull. She starts. I'm like, just needs a little TLC. That's all. But two yeah. rods, two rods. That's it, man. Like they could have took, they could have took like the TVs. They could have took, I like there was like three, a hundred amp hour lithium batteries in there. Like there's, there was so much stuff like generator, obviously, I I don't know. Like, I don't understand the motive. Yeah. They didn't have a great, like pre theft briefing. Hey, like, Hey, a lithium battery is a thousand dollars. And our, one of these rods is 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they, t- they took two frostbite rods. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You got a new deal anyway. That's why we started talking the other day. Um, 100%. you're a, uh, you're a 13 or Apple VMC guy now. I am. I am. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, man. I was just, uh, just talking with uh peter and uh steve sasaki there at the tournament today and they're all they're all decked out and they're all their rap staff stuff and all their 13 stuff and i'm like oh i'm gonna have to sew those two together to get me one of those things <laughs> <laughs> no they got some sizes oh yeah i was i was talking to mark and he's like hey we'll get you some strike master bibs and all that stuff and i'm like right on man like i i'll make the switch i'm excited about it yeah how do you line that up i always wondered because like there's you know a a few different ways to like end up on a pro staff there's like guiding the influencer route is kind of the heavy one tournament guiding um and writing which no one really does anymore so when you're a guide like how does how do you like pump that out like i don't know like i just like peter was telling me about it and like i was back and forth last year because like doing the collabing with justin on assorted meets there right so like justin's with eskimo this year and stuff like that and then like there's a whole hoopla with eskimo and like i didn't i don't know like i'm just not a fan of i don't know anyways but i so i just uh was talking with peter we did a couple tournaments over the summer and like he was like hey i'll just I'll mention it to, to Mark there and at the ice show. And I guess he did. And, uh, yeah, then I just, I sent him an email and just said, Hey man, like just reached out, just kind of told him what I was like, I, I met him at the show anyways, but just kind of reiterated it. And then he got back to me and was like, yeah, we'd love to have you. He's like, we'll get you on the guide, guide staff, kind of hybrid. Uh, I don't know. Cause I do the YouTube's kind of stuff now too, I guess. So, um, there's that stuff all and all that stuff so i don't really know what it entails like he's he's like i'm i'm so fresh to it right like he sent me like the list of everything and man like rapala is like there's so much stuff man like well you know but like for me to go through that list i'm gonna need a week like just to go and pick the stuff and like like you said like those the ice rods you're telling me the ones that like because i was like i want a 42 or higher but you're like they only have like the the 38s or something or 40 no they make that big 47 wicked. oh yeah 47 yeah that's your guy there yeah that that'll be the ticket yeah yeah 
Yeah, they got they got lots of good stuff, and they get rid of the garbage too. Like the, the filler doesn't just stay forever. You yeah, know? It's like cycle through and literally everything you need in one roof. Like so. I said, like I've I ran Strike Master two years before, so and then last year we ran those Ion Alphas because, like I said, with Justin and yeah, he, he had that deal, and like. I'm not shitting on anybody or, or whatever, but like Lake Winnipeg, you got to be durable out there, man. Like if you're like, we run every day for like 90 days straight. Like, and I'm like the durability of these strike master augers, man is unbelievable. Like I've dropped it off my pickup going 40 and like the bouncing around the lake. Oh, forgot about it. Like ran it over. Like, you know what I mean? And just pick it up and it drills. And it's just like, Oh, like I got a new strike master last year and just like gave it away in a, in a giveaway. Cause my one from three years ago is still perfect. And I've literally run it over with my snow machine three times. <laughs> I, three know, times. I, remember, I remember you saying that. I'm just like, yeah, well, it may, like I, yeah, I, I can't say anything bad about them like i don't like i know donovan like blackwater cats he runs them um matt cornell brewing outfitting he runs them i don't think there's any other outfitter on lake winnipeg that runs any other auger yeah just, that, like, those old gas auger days when i used to guide like there was one day where i burned through three ice augers <laughs> like three separate ones and after the third one i was just like this is where we're fishing now yeah like, that's rip it. rip a recoil out of one gas line breaks on the other and i don't even remember what happened to the last one i remember running in like a 360 windmill and just yard sailing it across the ice in a <laughs> bit of rage uh, <laughs> those days are I, over um the hell else is going on so I, we uh i might, might have said it before you got on but there's kind of a ice fishing guy quota so the way you're on the youtube now you know how this freaking i don't know maybe you don't know how it works but <laughs> if i talk uh in the middle of like ice fishing season if i talk to could be kevin van dam on the bass side it'll just youtube will just be like no you're done for a month like they'll just shut her down to nothing yeah so i've been rolling with ice fishing um mostly guides and we had stag joe cooper and now you um all freaking way more hardcore ice fishing than I ever care to be anymore. <laughs> and like everyone's kind of shares the same thing. Like, do you, how long have you been guiding for? And like, do you, is it, is that something you love or are you like, for God's sakes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been guiding since I was 16. So, I mean, like I'm 35 now, so we're going on like 19 years. Right. So, uh, it's it's been a while so i mean now that like it's not just guiding for me now right like it's like now owning the business and owning an outfit right and like having kingsland outfitting is pretty cool to me so like once i kicked that into gear like three years ago that was pretty sweet right so mm -hmm. having that in the back pocket and and you know just being able to to wear your your name on the on the on the sweater instead of somebody else's is pretty sweet you know and and no i i on days where I sleep in, I can sleep in, you don't sleep in. It's just like, I don't know, you know, it's just, you, I, and like now that we've got those, the ice castles, especially that new one we got, man, like that thing is a, that's a palace. There's two king size beds. Like there's just like, it's insane. Like the thing's huge. So 
like we just, I live on the ice the whole time. Like I, like right after this, I'm going to go out and just like, I just sleep on the ice like every night, every day until the, until the weather's going to kick me off. Like, <laughs> okay. That answers my question. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is like the goal to get up and comer guides, like guiding for you, like running groups for you? Yeah. And like, we've got, I've got three young fellas that are kind of under my wing. I've got one like like hunter diamond there he's the guy that he's my partner in this derby there i kind of he really wanted to do it so i said well let's go we'll do her and uh he's a good hard-working kid like he just like hard to find nowadays i'll tell you that but uh I've, I've gone through a few of them but this one he uh he caught on quick and he does things how i want it done i don't really have to ask him twice which is awesome and and uh yeah he's He'll be pretty good. He actually, uh, if I don't have any kids, the guy might inherit the whole thing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's like 45 years down the road. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I'm you got pretty, her mapped out. I'm a pretty big rig. I don't know. It could be any day. Man, you told me at the ice fishing show you only wear a hoodie all winter. Yeah, this. That's all I wear, <laughs> but. <laughs> so you got, like, you got to be a freaking bear out there. Oh, can't yeah. be like some 160 pound little Pilates rat. No, there's no, like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about all the guys, like the guys that are outfitters and guides out there. Like they're pretty burly men. And, you know, I just, I mean, yeah, you can't, it's not for the faint of heart. Like you gotta like, if it's like, it's like, like it's been for the last three days. If it's minus 35, minus 40, like you gotta go. Like there's no, there's no day off. These guys came, these guys are coming from, wherever pennsylvania tennessee wherever they're coming from right like so they're not going to turn her around and so you got the full experience if you come from tennessee and it's like straight minus 40 oh yeah they (laughs) they 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 love it especially now that they got the ice castle that's fine but like before when we were doing like running guns and like like just pop up hubs and stuff like that oh yeah they were a lot of sitting in the truck for a while yeah but probably the more extreme it is the better the story is like if they oh, came yeah. up and it for them if they came up and it was above freezing and like it was like yeah it was just warm and lots of ice they'd have a way better story if they're like yeah if you when you pissed outside it would freeze before it hit the ground <laughs> yeah yeah and that's pretty much what it's like right now outside like it's bad but i'm sure it's colder that in ontario too but. yeah huh a lot of these boys don't realize how frick like you got ice castles now so it's a l- little more reasonable but like yeah on some of the sled trips when it's super cold like you got your chances of perishing are increased <laughs> like, oh like there's there's no yeah like it you do you don't think about it but like after it's done and you come back and you're like we just drove across that lake like what if like it broke down and like it's minus 40 and what if this happened like i don't know like we've yeah the, a couple of years ago we went up to Athapap for for lakers and we've just found every piece of slush you could think of and we got buried in it we were soaking wet and like i got everybody else made it back i got stranded out in the middle of the lake like I was sitting in my tent in two feet of water and I like, I slept in it like with like just that good thing I had rubber boots on. I was just like sitting in a chair with like the water, like touching my, like took us like underneath, like, Oh, it was so, it was such a joke. But like, yeah, all these little things you get yourself into, you don't realize it, but it's like, Oh yeah, we definitely, 
that term like but did you die like it definitely comes in (laughs) (laughs) yeah when i oh man like probably 15 years ago i had this little chevy s10 and on the absolute coldest day of the year like you know probably minus 38 straight temp plus some wind we drove way down lake of the woods unloaded the sled and then drove the two up on the sled like another 20 miles each way to go trout fish and use so much damn gas when it's like that um that we probably scorched almost the whole tank of gas in the sled you know like fan cooled so we get back to the truck and it's been sitting there for 10 hours or 12 hours and minus 38 and it won't start because the battery is dead and the (laughs) sled didn't have enough gas to go anywhere you know yeah could have gone maybe three or four miles and we were 50 you know 50 miles from the nearest town or anything and uh we're like we're toast like you're just standing up <laughs> you know all you want is a warm truck you're so cold when you get off the sled and we ended up grabbing a set of booster cables and just jumped the truck with the sled you know <laughs> that that one little like and i was like this is a freaking old scan like i was lucky it even had a battery for for the electric start Right. I don't even know if it worked, to be honest. And I'm like, huh, if that wasn't here, if you didn't have booster cables or like all it takes is one little thing and you're absolutely Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there's so many things where it's, just, yeah, like you say, like you just, like I sit back and I'm like, that could have been way worse. So we might not have, we like, we might not have came back. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's, it gets pretty bad. I mean, there's days on, like last year, like on Lake Winnipeg, like, man, we got stuck at the mouth. I think it was, I think it was honestly like February 14th, Valentine's Day there. The, the And like we were stuck, we were done. And like the truck was about to shut off because there was so much the hard screaming north wind and like the snow was piling up into my belt of my truck. And like we were stuck. Nobody would come get us because nobody could. And like it was me and Hunter. And we just like, we finally, I just said to him, I'm like, man, like we couldn't even look out the freaking the window because it looked like Star Wars. We were freaking out. So we just like, had pillows and stuff so we shut like shut the blinds we called it we put wolf of wall street on the ipad and just kind of took ourselves out of the moment because we were like freaking out oh yeah it was it was, it was haywire man and then somebody came got us in like three hours but like the truck was wanting to shut off because the belt was just seizing up <laughs> oh man yeah you got to deal with the wind on big windy i guess they don't call her that for nothing but like i've even seen it on lake of the woods where guys will be like ah oh, it's minus you know 25 with uh 35 mile an hour wind all we do is sit you know sit in the shack and you'll be fine park the truck in front of the in front of the shelter and pop it up and you'll be fine and then they walk out and you can't even see the truck it's just buried in snow (laughs) like the road's gone oh yeah the drift game is is insane like there's a strategic way to put the you have to put the ice castles a certain way or else like the tongues will drift up too much you can't back into it to, to hook it up and like oh i found that out the hard way like two years ago when we first got into it like oh and then you're shoveling for four hours of this rock solid drift snow to get it out like oh man it's so crazy junk you signed up for it i know <laughs> i know there's so many easier gigs and it's just like but it's right in my backyard so it's all right yeah you're into the you do a little hunting and like do some outfitting for that too yeah we've got like actually i think like our my my outfitting license, I think, is one of like 
not like and there's only a couple in Manitoba that ha- has almost everything on it that Manitoba has to offer, like from bear, whitetail, waterfowl, even elk, um, and what else is there? You can't guide for turkeys, hey? I I don't think I don't think so. I, I don't even. It's I don't resident even think tags only. Yeah, I looked at it. Yeah, yeah, it's resident. I, I haven't even ever done that. I, I did it when I was uh, when I guided in Arkansas for snow geese. I killed a couple turkeys in Stuttgart there, but like other than that, I didn't really. Haven't How'd really you guide done. in Arkansas? I was doing snow geese uh, down there for Northern Skies Outfitters. That was that was uh, when I was on the waterfowl train. I was Damn. I was I was all over the map, man. That was a nine month tour, man. You followed followed the geese from all the way up here, then all the way down to Texas and the Panhandle, and then you came all the way back up and finished her off in the spring. Yeah, the Fowlers are going hard. We had uh, I did a podcast with Fighter and uh, one of my travel partners, Brad Leitner, and they were duck hunting last weekend. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like oh, yeah. like they traveled. I don't know, probably twelve hours for it. Oh, dude, they go, like, it. it's a, like, I'd never, ever, I can't even explain it to people, like, trying to explain people, like, that Stuttgart, like, Arkansas area, man, like, it's the wild, wild west, like, you can't, like, guys will kill you over a, a bird field, man, like, there is, like, no, you've got, and, like, up here, you can't pay a landowner to, like, you know, like, you. Well, I mean, to grease the gears to get permission, but up there, like, down there, you can do whatever you want. So like these guys place the price and whatever. And then these guys go and they take sea cans, they plop them in the ground and they make all these giant pits where like, you can just, it's bigger than my house down there. And like, Oh man, the stuff we were hunting out of was crazy. You're cooking a full on breakfast in a kitchen under, under the ground. And then you're yelling to the guys, can't kill them. Well, like, it's just like there's geese on the ground. It's haywire, man. It's, it's a whole different, it's a whole different world down there, but I love it. But, yeah the boys in the u.s find a way to make everything bigger yeah <laughs> it influences a lot of the stuff we do up here yeah like all like, of our all of our guests always say everything in canada if anything's fun it's not allowed that's the way they say it. <laughs> can't have damn flamethrowers <laughs> yeah yeah nothing fun yeah oh well um the hell else you want to talk about I've had you here for a while doesn't I bet you it doesn't seem like a while. No, it seems like we've been talking for five minutes. Yeah, that's what happens. Is this your first yeah. time on a podcast? No. No, I've done a bunch. Waterfowlers? Winnipeg or like Lake Winnipeg fishing ones? Yeah, Lake Winnipeg. I did the weekend warrior guys. I've done did a I've done a bunch of hunting ones too. Cause I've I was actually into the hunting scene a lot more than the fishing scene when I was younger. Like the hunting I worked for Jim Shockey right. for for uh for six seasons so i was with that guy so i was all around the, the tv crew deal what'd you do there uh, i did uh three seasons in vancouver island for coastal black bear and then i did uh three seasons in uh, the yukon for uh Al- yukon alaska moose and grizzlies and and caribou jesus what was your job guide guide wrangler kind of all the gigs i would, I would... like a traveling guide yeah oh yeah man you just you, you go everywhere you just yeah it's it's oh like did so you worked for his guide service not the film crew or is it all kind of like 
entrenched oh, no. in one. No, it was for Rogue River, like Outfitters. So like he's a, it's yeah, his that's his his outfit name for up in up in Mayo there in the Yukon, and uh, he does all that. And now I don't know what he's. I think he still runs the Vancouver Island stuff. I'm for sure he will. I don't think he'd ever get away from that, even though he just lost his wife, unfortunately. But um, so I think he's probably taking a step back a little bit, but. Yeah, you I must have learned some good shit there. Man, like, <laughs> man, the job interview there is, like, literally, the like, I tell all the kids, like, here, I'm like, literally the first thing was, like, he looks at you and he says, gives you, he gives you an egg in a frying pan, and he's like, cook me this egg. And I'm like, okay. And a good thing my buddy told me about it, because, like, my buddy got me the job, and, like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you better know how to cook an egg without feet. And I'm like, what the hell are feet? And it's like, those crispy like bits on the edge of the of the egg you know what i mean oh yeah you gotta fold her in quick yeah you can't can't have that like he'll literally he axes people right there if you can't cook an egg (laughs) if you have feet he he axes you right there that's my end i knew right there just to just to put the old lid on her for about five seconds and call her call her a day (laughs) so you serve him up a nice eggs over easy and he just hits you with the shocky brand right on the chest yellowstone style Throws you, throws the old brand on the chest and calls you rip, yeah. <laughs> Patches you in. <laughs> Man, that's freaking crazy. You've been on a wild ride then. Man, I've done everything. And then I've and I did like I did three seasons uh working for the T V show Ice Road Truckers, man. Like I said, if I if I go out I, I've I've done some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> What'd you do for those guys? I was a chase truck driver, so like I drove the the camera guys like right like you know, like the scenes where they they drove like I don't know they get the side views of the trucks and stuff like that. Like I'd be driving like, like half in the ditch, like, and there's a camera guy hanging out the window. And <laughs> that's why you drive like such a carny on Lake Winnipeg. Honestly, that's where <laughs> it comes from, man. Yeah. Cause like those vehicles were like the insured for $5 million and like they didn't care. And yeah, man, we went to so many places. Like, like I remember I lived in Pickle Lake, Ontario for like then half the winter up there because like we just kept going up to like, I don't know. I can't remember all the other places. We we drove like I'm in Guinness Book of World Records. We drove all the way to Hudson Bay, man. Like it was it's it was a 14 day trip. Seven days there, seven days back. No shit. Yeah. How much of that? I, I mean, I haven't seen that show in forever. I yeah. watched it a little bit. How much of the like? Do you have an NDA or can you talk about it? No, I can talk about. It. How much of it is like bullshit where they're like, all right, we need to make some like something scary in this episode. Like, that so, must like, all the time. so like there's, I mean, like I get this all the time. Like everybody's like, oh, that show is like, you know, it's so staged. And like it, it is to a point, like you got to make things happen. I get it because like, I mean, you could only film people driving on winter roads. Like there's really nothing. I mean, but like, so I say like we do do the driving though. Like, the, you know, it is long hauls. Like they do do the driving, but like, in the I think season I think it's season eight it was like my second last season like Lisa falls through the ice like falls through the ice mm. and uh, yeah like I cut that hole in the ice with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, You're sure you can talk about this? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I don't like. Well, I don't think Mr. Sammy Amada from California is going to care really. The, the 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 show's discontinued. It's canceled, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't sign no papers. Yeah, because it'd just be like ice road truckers. It's dangerous. The first and last episode. Yeah, <laughs> the rest like, is just frozen. Yeah, and like man, like the guys get off the like 
they they hired me mainly honestly to like keep people alive because they knew like I had like an, like just from like my guiding be- like background and stuff like that like they didn't really care about me driving but like you get all these guys from California showing up man and like they they would like get off the plane you go pick them up at the airport and like they're in shorts and you're like buddy it's minus forty like you're we're not going up to like like up to the Hudson Bay in shorts, but you better go get some bibs and, and, you know, get, get some boots. And yeah, like, like you're the, going eight hours North of where the <laughs> hardest Canadians live that yeah. don't even go there. <laughs> yeah. And then like you mentioned, like you had to sleep in the truck. So like I had to sleep like this sitting up in the driver's seat. Right. Like, so then, and then they had like, there was enough room in the Tahoe's. That's what we drove. So like they got to lay down the seats and they, they'd have a little air mattress. So the two camera guys would lay in the back. And then the director would sleep in the the spare bed in the like in the cockpit of the the truck, and then so I would just sleep like this, like just upright. So like that's why I can sleep anywhere now. Like I can sleep in my truck in two seconds anywhere. Like all my buddies are always like, "How can you just like shut her down in the truck?" And I'm like, "Well, I did it for so long. <laughs> like it's just like elk season. I'll just sleep in the bush in my truck. I'll just go and just." sit there and I'll leave the window open so I can hear him bugle all night and there you go <laughs> that's man that's that's a little bit different than my truck experience uh truck sleeping experience I figure I did 33 nights this year in the truck like on the road and that's I would pull into a Lowe's parking lot and try not to get robbed on the interstate <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little bit different that's a little different survival yeah. yeah there was some bugling but it wasn't no damn elk <laughs> <laughs> yeah. friends of the road <laughs> yeah yeah way of the road yeah absolutely ladies of the evening coming out for sure oh well man like a hotel in the like uh, in the u in the u.s everything used to be dirt cheap and yeah. now like you pull over to holiday and express she's 250 a crack u.s so that's like 350 canadian yeah for you know you only want to sleep for four hours or you'll set way behind on your trip and then that whole time you're just like huh every single piece of tackle and fishing equipment and camera equipment and everything that i own is in the truck yeah you know and it's just like she's a no-go yeah by the time you haul it in you're checking out like realistically like (laughs) oh yeah it's a nightmare and it's even worse if you go to like a hundred dollar a night place just amplifies it that's grease, yeah. Yeah, your best just to go find the, the the like most lit parking lot and just park underneath one of those lights and shut her down for a bit. Yeah. And then like you just trim her up, brush your teeth with the damn bottle of water, and then like stiff leg over to the gas station because you're always all banged up. Like your oh, back's yeah. just fucking melted from sleeping in the truck. Oh, I can't imagine you, you lanky bastard. Like, I can't, like, you must be, that must be tough for you to sleep in the front seat of a vehicle, man. Yeah, it's so bad. I got a truck camper this year. I'm going to pick it up, like, in two weeks. (laughs) Just so I can pull over and, like, hop up. You know, there's a king-size bed. There you go. That's way better, yeah. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do after breaking your neck live scoping or breaking your back in the waves is sit in a damn truck for 24 hours broken up by two hours of sleeping in the front seat of your truck in a parking lot right yeah <laughs> no doubt yeah that's yeah that's canceled for sure no way for me <laughs> yeah ice road truckers jim shockey what other cool shit did you do 
I think that pretty much omits it. I mean, like I did, like I've got it in like Peace River, Alberta for a while. Like I was never home. Like I was always gone away guiding. So like, but yeah, other than that, I don't know. That that pretty much sums it up. I've I've had a good go. Like I said, now it's cool. Like that's where I've kind of like taken a lot of my like like learning and like my outfitting styles and stuff like that. Like because like everybody always says I do things a little different than most which is which is good in my opinion but like I kind of just I mean I was kind of taught by one of the best in the business realistically like I've seen him do it every day and seen how he treated his clients and you know they're not just clients he tries to like literally like make a relationship with them so they come back right like and that's try to kind of like what I try to instill into Kingsland Outfitting and it seems to be working I mean like we're we're gaining some serious traction here might just yeah. be the fact that we've got some uh real bougie ice castles out there now but uh, I mean, yeah that don't hurt things yeah but I don't know that spring walleye bite man that's our that's our biggest seller that spring walleye bite at Hecla is that's a that's a time out there boy yeah yeah, well, you can kind of, t- like I said, watching your videos and you're barking around, you can tell you're not like the, you know, the kind of guy that just drills four holes and kicks back and is, you know, because lots yeah. of guides are just good at bullshit. Some oh, of yeah. the best guides I know are terrible anglers. They're just really good at talking and they'll, you know, they'll they'll spin up so many stories in a day that like Kills people all don't even, yeah. And like yeah. I could, I was never good at that and I would always just focus on the, on like the straight fishing part and if that doesn't line up then you're screwed and lots of people just don't want to go that hard right but if you got someone driving to lake winnipeg they probably want to go pretty hard you kind of got to read the room right like like i just i've i've just honestly instilled like at the start of the trip i'll just ask them now like 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 what i tell them all the time is like i'm not gonna bark or i'm not gonna tell you guys what we're doing i'm gonna give you options and you guys can pick you guys like you guys paid for this trip so like I'm going to like, so like we'll start in a, in a spot in the morning. Say we start in eight feet of water and we're doing all right. We're catching some fish. And then I've got say Hunter out scouting and I got Mike over here scouting and like a couple other guys scouting. So then I'll, I'll like hear back from them and then I'll say like, Hey, we can move over here. The guys are getting some fish over here. You know, there's a good chance you guys will get some big ones on this area. Or if you guys want and you guys are content, we can stay here too. It's up to you guys. Like, I don't care. Right. To where, a lot of people would just be like, okay, pack her up. Let's go. We're moving. Right. In my opinion, like they paid for the trip. Like if they don't want to move, man, yeah, I don't care. Then we don't move. <laughs> like I'll just present them with the options and there we go. Yeah. I want to sit here and eat bratwurst. <laughs> yeah, Brats are a huge, a huge thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like ice fishing currency, bud literally yeah the boys Every, reach for the coleman stove before they grab the flasher or anything like that that's, <laughs> that's so true that's the first They've thing got, in the truck that or they come up with those like pre-made boxes of like those breakfast sandwiches and they just like oh, terrible they're, jimmy they're beans so, that's exactly they're so bad and but they like they hand them to you like here you go bud and you're like right on i'll go eat this one in the old truck <laughs> yeah those are the ones the best way to describe those is you don't know where the english muffin ends and the egg starts 100 percent. they're just the same <laughs> and everything's the same they're just sog dogged all the way through uh, I've, I've ended up with a couple uh boxes of those in my freezer just you know guys heading back over the border and just leave you whatever yeah. like throw you a box of food and oh yeah uh, 
you know, like the peasant I am, I'll obviously take those home and I could not make my through my way through those Jimmy Dean boxes. No. <laughs> they were absolute filth. They're like, and like, I'm on a streak here where like, I think it's because like, especially the guys who like the groups that book the ice castle, like they just bring them and like my freezer is full of those things right now. Cause like, Oh, we'll just leave them with you, man. We don't want to take them back. And it's like, right on. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So, like, now it's just use them as hockey pucks on the outdoor rinks. <laughs> yeah, see if Pike will eat them on a tip-up or something like that. There's got to be a purpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, man. Well, I've had you for a bit. Thanks for uh, thanks for the stories. That was good. I love yeah, hearing man. that shit. I got so many more questions, but I can't keep this thing going forever. I got to let you get back to it. Get, you're going right to the ice castle right now? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get some more jerry cans. I got about 15 jerry cans to fill up, and then I'll drop them all off. I'll drop like five, five, five at each. That should keep them at bay for three or four days, and then then tomorrow will be propane day. No, yeah, it's a never-ending cycle, man. But it's 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 also pretty good though. It's not bad. I like yeah. the ice castle. I like the ice castle guiding better than the running gun guiding. I'll tell you that. Yeah, a little more crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell everyone where to find you. I'm sure you're plenty booked, but let us know anyway. Oh, we've got, I mean, like I said, we've got three of them. So, like, especially with the addition of that new one, the new one's not booked up because we just got it. So, like, the new one, like the bougie hotel, we call it because it's just so pretty. Yeah. She, she's definitely got some space to be booked up. So, if you guys want to get in there, sweet. Bring your friends. We'll link you below. Uh, Brady Kingsland on Instagram. Or Kings and Outfitters, you got two. You I got bring, two of them up there. Yeah, I well, yeah, well, I, I don't know because I had my personal one right for so long, and then I got a business, and I was just like, well, I guess we'll have to do both. And then, so yeah, I don't know. Just Kings and Outfitting's fine. That's fine. Or whatever. I do both. I mean, I, I go both ways. <laughs> All right, we'll drop her below, bud. You're a recent YouTuber too, so we'll yeah. um, drop a link to your uh, lube. Yeah, we've. I think I'm. I hit over six hundred and like I'm over six hundred subs already. There's six hundred people that like my stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, keep it rolling. <laughs> Once you get over a thousand, you start getting uh, getting a little bit of beer money. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's it's on. It's on the. Uh, it's on the agenda. Maybe we'll get there in five or six years. Yeah. Oh, come on, bud. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks again, man. I'll link all your stuff below and uh, talk to you well, soon. You, and you get your ass up here and come catch some greens. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm waiting for like April. Oh no, it's closing April. I'm Shuts waiting down for the end April of March. Okay. okay, I'll see you March 30th then. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. <laughs> Getting soft, my old age here. <laughs> All right, perfect. cheers, pal. Take her easy, bud. Thanks, man.